How's it going, everybody? This is Dan Fagella here with Tech Emergence, where we interview investors and entrepreneurs in the domain of emerging technology. Today, I'm lucky enough uh, to be able to have the managing director of Naya Ventures, Diakar uh, Puskor, uh, who's with me right now on the line. Diakar, how are you, sir? Fine. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm glad we were able to catch up. I, I had kind of, um, I started learning actually about the companies that you're invested in first, and then I had sort of found my way back to you. And I know I wanted to hone in during our, our short interview today. On the topic of uh, the big data sort of phenomena, I think there's a lot of folks um, who kind of know of it as a buzzword but aren't really familiar with the actual terminology. Um, I, I've also met folks in the entrepreneurship space who maybe considered what they were doing uh, big data when maybe it really wasn't. So I wanted to kind of get your perspective as an investor. How would you define big data? Because obviously that's an area you're investing a lot in now. Sure. sure. Th th thank you, Daniel. Again, um, thanks for the uh, taking time. I'm sorry, I know it's a while for us to connect. Hey, it's uh, all good. Allow to love, love to give you my 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 take on it. I'm not I'm not I'm the sole expert on it, uh, but uh, we we definitely see <clears throat> big data is one of the uh, areas. Yes, it is a buzzword, but at the same time, uh, we do see you know it's a, it's a growth area, and that's the reason we have decided to invest. And it's not only because of growth areas, but we also uh, have um, pretty good deep you know, um, what I call the knowledge and what we see like an ecosystem connection. So let me kind of take, you know, uh, why big data is happening, right? You know, so if you look at in the industry, amount of data we have collected the last just two years, we doubled more the data than the last, whatever, you know, uh, number of years we did. So amount of data uh, every company, uh, every, you know, enterprise collecting is just unbelievable amount of data yeah. uh, right now in the cloud. Uh, so the other thing also is happening, the, the, the amount of data is getting collected and which is a pretty um, valuable data because of mobile. I think the mobile is the one really changing you know, for this whole big data phenomenon. So that's the reason we kind of really, if you look at uh, as a fund, uh, focus mobile cloud big data. They all are really interrelated uh, because of the amount of data you are collecting because of mobile. And uh, this data is going to the cloud, and the data is collected in the cloud. Now it's valuable also for companies if they want to, you know, use the data. So let me kind of give you my opinion. Uh, cool. What is the big data, right? You know, yep. big data is really basically uh, amount of really, you know, um, data collected, but it's not just collection of the data. But after this collection of data, or really, um, for example, I'll, I'll kind of give you, you know, one of the companies we invested. You know, um, you know, it, it, it's a company called Manetta Group. Uh, it's based in uh, uh, New York and also in Seattle. Uh, basically, they are able to, you know, um, you know, provide a valuable information, uh, you know, to brokers who are um, trying to sell a stock or buy a stock. Uh, not just by, you know, reading a lot of news. You know, I'll, I'll kind of go through, you know, um, here. Right? You know, basically, you know, let's say right now Bloomberg News, you know, a uh, lot of Bloomberg terminals used by uh, most of these, uh, uh, you know, brokers and uh, specialists. Uh, they get a lot of Bloomberg News, but they had to read through a lot of news. Let's say somebody wants to buy a Samsung stock. Yep. They had to read a lot about Samsung. They always do today. But, you know, what the big data could do, really, for that broker, instead of him reading through every news and really figuring out what he should do, 
end of the day, you know, the humans, we had to make a decision, really. It's not the only thing that is going to make a decision. Yeah. But it can come back and tell you, uh, by reading all the news, um, the system is able to go through, if the broker is put a, you know, uh, um, kind of activity on uh, Samsung, it'll come back and tell their broker, oh, by the way, you know, Samsung stock, you want to buy, buy, here is red flag. The red flag really comes out uh, if um, uh, the news, uh, the system went through and analyzed those news uh, with the natural language processing and also with some artificial intelligence uh, within the system. It goes and uh, reads other news also, but there was a factory in Japan closed and that, that news never mentions actually Samsung. It doesn't even say anything Samsung at all. Um, so this is where big data really comes in. You know, it's not by really picking keywords and really kind of analyzing it, but really able to go through with the natural language processing how they are related. A lot of these connections, you know, you had to you know, make. Now, uh, there is a Samsung uh, 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 stock the broker wants to buy. The system went through all the news, but also found out one news, it never mentioned Samsung, but there is a factory closed because of uh, the Fukushima uh, nuclear plant disaster yeah. in Japan. But it analyzes really going through other stuff. You know, Samsung actually uses that factory to, uh, to get some of the thoughts. So when that factory closed, it will affect Samsung you know, uh, production uh, for the next quarter. So that's what I'm talking about, really. The big data is really not just kind of a bunch of data, in, you know, uh, of course, uh, in, in um, you know, uh, big data centers, but how a, a system should be able to go through, analyze, you know, the data, uh, which uh, really useful for that company or for the user. So I hope I kind of give, with example, I want to kind of make it, uh, make sure like a, the way we define a big data uh, where, um, you know, uh, companies are building, startup companies are doing this stuff. The companies also trying to see the amount of data they have. Uh, they could use that data, but with really anonymized data, without really kind of going into that stuff. So that, that's where really I kind of define big data. Yeah. Cool, yeah. And uh, I, I think that that is important. Obviously, again, it's not just the collecting, but also the connecting and making sense of and being able to to not only have pre-programmed algorithms to sort of make sense of that stuff in real time, but have algorithms that are, you had mentioned AI, you know, they're capable of learning on their own and making connections that maybe weren't hard and self-evident to, to turn that big stream of information into meaningful insights for different uh, facets of the company. Is that kind of an accurate description of what you were saying? Yeah, you, you did perfect. Exactly. That's what it is. Great. That's what cool. it is. You really... Know, what you said and what you both kind of agree right now. And and I think you know obviously again your your invest involved you uh, mentioned uh, Minetta Brook I kind of checked out their site uh, on a number of occasions and uh, and they're you know they're a startup company that kind of had gotten into that space. There's obviously a lot of other companies moving in there. I've heard some people saying that you know there's certain elements of big data that maybe you're a bit inundated for you know a. Um, a smaller company to try to get involved in because there's a lot of larger corporations doing it. Then there's other folks that obviously see some pretty clear opportunities for the smaller guys to hop in the game. Are there certain areas of big data that for you are more appealing to the entrepreneur um, than others? Yes, I, I think you're exactly right. It, it is so much noise right now. And uh, um, 
I think it, it is also, um, you know, it's true, like really, if you look at, I don't want to name uh, any mobile operator, but I do know uh, right now one of the major mobile uh, operators, uh, they are trying to look at, hey, you know, we have so much data on this, this mobile device with user and all that. You know, uh, they're not trying to kind of give any personal information, but really they're trying to see how they can really, you know, uh, make use of the data uh, uh, by applying big data algorithms uh, as we talked about some of the AI, uh, they could really serve their customers better, but not only that one, they can also really, you know, um, actually increase revenue. Uh, because they all, you know, end of the day, for mobile operators, you know, all of us have cell phones. How many cell, more cell phones are going to sell? So uh, everybody is looking at the new type of revenue. This big data has, has become uh, revenue, new revenue generation engine. Uh, not yet, you know, for a lot of these companies, but they are looking at so opportunities, in my opinion, I think that's what we are seeing. You know, if you look at, uh, you know, Minata Group or any other companies who are built to platforms right now, that can apply to any pretty much vertical. But my, you know, suggest to any entrepreneur, focus on one vertical. Vertically, you know, for example, I'll give you, uh, you know, right now I feel like a travel industry. You know, uh, you know uh, I don't want to, again, you know, single out any companies, yeah. but there are so many... You know, um, companies have mobile apps on, on this case. You know, you can get, uh, right now I can forward my, um, you know, uh, my schedule to them. And they will know what time I'm, I'm taking the flight, what time I'm landing. But after that, they're not doing anything with it, you know, be honest with you. So there's so much stuff really as a user, uh, I, I could be given a uh, lot more when I land somewhere. Oh, by the way, now, you know, you landed here, uh, but, but uh, uh, with this really, you know, working with the airline industry, with working with the travel industry, you know, uh, uh, these are the things usually, you know, uh, you, you do these things. You know, can I recommend you, you know, uh, you know, some of this stuff right now? For example, you know, landed in Seattle, usually you go to, you know, Texas, uh, even to, you know, fish market or whatever it is, you know. Uh, do you want to go to this? So it can become a really... A personal assistant, I really think there's a huge opportunity yeah. in the travel industry, uh, even for small companies. I know like the, you know, people get scared by, you know, what Google has done. And uh, But I tell people, the entrepreneurs, think about Google is mighty 800-pound gorilla, but at the same time, Google acquired Waze because Waze has focused in one area and they have an excellent job. And the same way, really, you know, we see one of our portfolio companies right now, Glimpse, is doing the same way in the location-based uh, services yeah. uh, with the big data. I think that's what really, there are plenty of opportunities. We just, to, you know, the, the startup company needs to think big, but at the same time focus in one of the verticals they know it. Big time. And, and what was the company you had mentioned that Google had acquired there again? Uh, recently, they acquired a company called Waze. W-A-Z-E, Waze. Oh, okay, Waze. yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, they, they provide uh, location-based you know, services like a Glimpse. I don't know if you've heard about Ah, uh, yeah, no, I, I've heard of Glimpse as well. I've seen them on your site. Maybe give me a little bit of a background because I know that's kind of like real-time location tracking and, and also yeah. kind of tracking progress towards specific destinations and being able to let other yeah. folks know about that. Give me, give me maybe an idea of that one because I know you're sure, involved. Sure, 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 definitely. Yeah. So it's interesting. Right? This is the way we kind of really you know, look at you know, I met Brian and Seattle and really... Now, first, we did not look like a cool app, but really, 
you know, uh, I was very impressed with the Brian uh, and the Clint, what they have done. It's not just an app, it's a platform. They have built it, but really that's what he had to focus. They focused first really uh, on the platform, getting an application done. It's a very useful application. What it does, you know, basically, you know, sharing your way. Basically, I'm coming to see you, Daniel, right now. I will send a glimpse from my device, and you will get an SMS. You click on that one, and it will show you exactly where I am right now, what speed I'm driving, how long it's going to take for me to get to, you know, uh, reach you. So in that way, you can really, you know, see, you know, uh, you don't have to call me and say, where are you right now? So you know where exactly I am right now, what time I'm going to come and meet you. Uh, it's kind of interesting. One time, you know, I was in, you know, uh, uh, California in the Bay Area. Uh, I was going on 101. I kind of missed the exit, and this lady called me. Oh, you missed the exit. <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> so, great. <laughs> but 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 the main thing is this is what you right as a, as a, as a entrepreneur you want to make sure you know um, when you're doing this stuff. I think what Link has done is not sharing location. See, I don't want to share my location with all the time. Yes, but, certainly not. But it is needed. I want to share with you. So that's what they did. Really, that's what I was very impressed. Really, you can share thirty minutes, forty minutes, one hour, whatever you want. So that's the reason. If you, you know, like really, you know, Blink has been successful. Now they are close to more than ten million users. Wow! And uh, because of the platform approach, that's what I you know, tell any entrepreneur: start a platform approach, but focus one thing first. So because of platform approach. Uh, they they were able to launch their application first, and after that they were able to give these APIs to other companies like you know uh, uh, Benz, Ford, and BMW. Now every auto manufacturer pretty much putting the glimpse you know logo on their dashboard. So that's what I call as a, as a startup company. You start something, then slowly you kind of you know uh, with APIs. Talk to me about that API uh, economy a little bit, just as sort of a concept. Obviously, that's part of the big data idea, just the flow of information being kind of plugged into that. What, what do you What do you mean by um, API economy? I'm not I'm not going to lie. I'll pro- I'll probably have to quote you on that one later on because I like the term a lot, but I really want to make sure I understand it right before I start elaborating. So, sure, sure, sure. So, so basically, and a perfect example is like I go back to Blink, and then I'll give you another example. So. So look at what Glimpse did first, right? You know, they built the platform and they built their own app to go on the iPhone and Android and all these devices. They knew, you know, it's better for them to kind of use that API to access that location information can be part of any other application. So in that way, really, you know, other applications also can use our really what the infrastructure already built. 
So uh, now, because they given uh, given this API to Verizon, Verizon able to integrate into their own messaging application. So Verizon has their own branding, but at the same time, Link is able to provide the service to that application. So that's what I call that API call you are giving to, to to Verizon or any other you know uh, uh, mobile application developer. Uh, that's where really the whole marketing uh, going on right now because API economy. Uh, other example I will give you right now. <clears throat> Link has integrated into Evernote. You know, you heard about Evernote, right? Yes. Yeah. So look at really, Evernote has been really now successful because they have given this API to other application developers. Basically, use that API so they can push that information into Evernote, <clears throat> you know, database. So with that, right now, Evernote is getting more users. Yeah. And now Blink's also getting more users because, you know, now Verizon is, you know, promoting. So that's what I kind of call an API economy. It's almost like an Intel inside model. You know, without you really selling it, somebody is selling for you. And what, well, I mean, what better than that, right? I mean, in, in the old the old days, I mean, if we're talking about physical products, you're talking about a distribution channel. Um, but, I mean, holy goodness, there's nothing quicker for distribution yeah. than, than electronics, and, and there's also nothing quicker than, you know, having a massive corporation kind of take you into what they're already doing. So that's, that's, uh, yeah, well, that, that, obviously that's a... And it is ma massive corporations, and what I'm seeing, like, really, it is fundamentally changing, really, in my opinion, with the mobile, how companies market and how a startup can really start and really, uh, you know, launch an application and uh, uh, get users. Because uh, if you look at... Um, you know, uh, as I said, like, right now, I'm giving an example of the Glimpse and Evernote, but a bunch of these smart companies, they are integrating this stuff and giving the API, so they are getting so many users without spending any money. Yeah. Um, and, man, that's, that's, the, that's the best way to pull it off if you can help it. Um, I, I wanted to also kind of delve into, just because speaking on that, I mean, you're, we're talking about mobile and, and kind of the future and where, where technology is going. I know even I, I mean, I was not the fastest adopter to the iPhone, but now that I'm there, you know, it's like every three months I find another couple apps that then I can't ever get rid of because now I have to use them because they're so efficient, right? And that's that's a natural sway of things. And that's, uh, you know, potentially a pretty insidious thing. But, I, but you know, inevitably we're always going to lean in that direction. With with that being said, you know, and, and these opportunities burgeoning and big data really kind of being on it, on its uh its first legs right now in, in terms of being a buzzword and, and gaining real traction. Um, where do you see in the next two to five years the biggest real either societal or business impact of big data? Like where is it going to manifest itself? Obviously, there's a lot of flow of information. There's a lot of ways to make sense of it. We're going to get better and better at doing that, and all these corporations and startups are. Um, where is this first going to sort of, uh, do you think anyway, in the next couple of years, is it going to really make it stamp like, whoa, big data happened? I think really, you know, um, always technology brings a lot of good and also it brings some challenges. Yeah. Right? You know, look at, it's always been there, right? And I remember uh, uh, Motorola when we first came with the pages, really, then the cell phones, really, how, you know, the people talked about cell phones causing, you know, cancer or whatever, you know, very yep. much because they're doing so much, you know, like before here. Uh, there is always really, you know, that's where really, you know, we have to be very, you know, uh, you know uh, cautious and make sure, you know, uh, how this data will be used. Right? You know, I think a lot of, uh, of us have been reading about, really, you know, even, you know, um, 
some of the stuff really, you know, happening with the government collection of data. It is so much uh, uh, nervousness every day. But at the same time, a lot of good is also happening. I think that's what like, we have to kind of look at. So, as I just really, you know, when I uh, gave an example of a, a mobile operator, you know, they have a lot of data, right? You know, Islanders, they are using that data to serve even better. You know, if they say, like, right now, uh, that really, you know, um, you are going to this place, and, uh, or maybe, you know, hey, you know, uh, uh, you, 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 uh, you always been really, you know, um, you know, uh, kind of, you know, uh, go to this meeting, but really, you know, you are uh, going to be late if you really don't start right now uh, because of your calendar is telling me, you know, uh, there's a traffic over there you need to start. So if it can give me some uh, uh, usefulness, I don't have any problem uh, using uh, any of the data. But as I said, they're uh, kind of anonymizing. And at the same time, the data is useful for me. I don't have any problem any of these companies, you know, uh, using my location or using any of the data. But when it comes down to... You know, as you know, there is there, there, there is a problem. You know, especially yeah. you know, it could be big companies, even small companies. I think one of the biggest challenges, really, you know, startup companies when they talk about the big data, I think that's what uh, they had to, uh, uh, you know, face the challenge. You know, how people will believe you? Uh, how why do they trust you to kind of you to, uh, you know, collection of data? So that's where really, you know. I think uh, you know uh, uh, it's interesting, right? So if you look around, I have a 21-year-old and 17-year-old. Oh wow! The kids are willing to share a lot more information than we. No, <laughs> I I hardly you know um, uh, I do use Facebook, uh, but uh, not much. Are uh, you know I do use LinkedIn, uh, but uh, I do share only maybe uh, about my business and all that. I don't share much my personal stuff. But as you know, kids. Nowadays, they share a lot of information. So, yeah. um, you know, really, that's where really the corporations have to be, they need to be careful when uh, the generation is sharing a lot of information. How do you use it? How do you really make sure, like, really, uh, that information is not hurting anybody? Uh, so, I think as really, you know, startup companies also uh, focus on those areas, really, the privacy of that user. Uh, and as long as you really, you know, again, I, I come, come back to this whole raise and glimpse, really, as long as they provide a service, and they're not coming back to you every minute, like, oh, really, this is an offer for you and all that stuff. Uh, they never really kind of show any ads and all that. But as long as they can give you a good service and they make money, and then I don't think that their users will have problems. Yeah, and maybe that'll also open up some entrepreneurial opportunity for companies that are working on the security side of big data stuff. Yeah. It sounds like yeah. when, the, when the, the paranoia really sets in and, yeah. you know, me personally, I mean, I think, I think we're going to be in a pretty funky world in about, you know, five or 10 years, uh, you know, uh, like 10 years, especially it's going to be, uh, you know, a, a different, a different world on many levels. And I think at a certain point that tripwire is going to go off about, you know, what's really happening there. And maybe, there will be a, a, a big influx of folks who are really trying to keep this stuff protected. So maybe that'll that'll uh, be an opportunity as well. It is. It is. You, you brought up an excellent point. That's what I'm going to say. Like this whole the data security on the cloud and uh, even I, again, you know, I don't want to name companies, but really, you know, if you're using a Dropbox right now, I'm using Box. You know, my files are in so many places. You know, uh, sometimes I share a file with somebody. 
you know, where that one go, uh, uh, and then the data, where did that go, my any person data, you know, I am sharing. So it's really, you know, it's scary, like right now, right? You know, it's good uh, uh, for me. You know, literally, I do not uh, uh, worry about right now. Before, I used to always carry, you know, um, you know USB drive or hard disk for my files, wherever I go and all that. Now, all everything is there in the cloud for me. Yeah. But same time, really, I just feel like I'm so worried about I'm putting so much information in the cloud and how it's going to protect it. So, uh, excellent point you made. Uh, about really the data security, and I think really there's an opportunity, you know, for entrepreneurs. In my opinion, if we come with a, a way, the data is yours. You know, if we can really kind of have the data and recontrol, and you say like really, I'm willing to share this data in so and so companies, if they really provide this one for me. So it's kind of you're turning the tables basically. You know, uh, with end user owning the data, I really haven't seen anybody really come up. With, I think there's an opportunity uh, for entrepreneurs to think how you make the end user because of the mobile device. They are becoming very powerful, um, and uh, the companies uh, 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 have to think about really how uh, you know you give the control to that end user. Uh, so there's an opportunity with with with, with the, the data is protected totally for them. And uh, they will really give the permission or give on the fly uh, to a company. And you know, for example, you know, um, you know, the data gets collected, and then uh, um, you know, it, it will be you know, uh, uh, with any user gives the permission for him to get, uh, you know, depending on what he wants. Basically. Yeah. So um, yeah, kind of kind of custom tailoring what what actual access you're sort of giving away and what level of. Exactly. Stuff people yeah. have access to, yeah, and that's going to be man more and more insidious. I, I I don't think Facebook will be the only company that kind of gets hit for uh, leveraging things in in ways that maybe they had agreed not to or or whatever else. So I can imagine we'll see yeah. a little bit more of that as well. But it's it's great to be able to glean some of your your insights. I know we've gone a a tad bit over time, but it was awesome being able to to catch up, Dakar. I I appreciate more than you know being able to uh, to share your thoughts with me today. My pleasure, Daniel. Thanks for thanks for your time, and I really always love people like you. How you really helping the industry? That's very very useful. Hey, thanks for tuning in, guys. If you're an entrepreneur or a future thinker uh, with an interest in businesses, transitions, or technologies that have the potential to alter human potential, then make sure you check out TechEmergence.com. It's our main blog site where you can see all of our other interviews with uh, top startup leaders. Uh, entrepreneurship experts and folks in the domain of technology, cutting-edge emerging technology. Uh, if you have a particular interest in how technology can affect the future of human consciousness and our conscious experience, then be sure to also check out sentientpotential.com. There we explore a lot of the ethical considerations and really serious moral matters of emerging technologies, in addition to interviews with great philosophers and technology experts of our day. Uh, more than anything else, always feel free to reach out if you can find us via email. Um, you can reach out to us there, whatever other way, find us on the blog, be sure to drop comments. We believe that the serious uh, conversation about the future is not only open-minded, but also interdisciplinary and multifaceted. So we'd like nothing more than to be able to glean your ideas as well. Um, so with that being said, with the best of intentions for a brilliant future, this is Dan Fagella signing off. And we'll see you next week.